You're with Julian on the Brown Note and the last of four pieces on the Israel-Palestine conflict and the America-Israel relationship has been central to what's happened over the last 50 years. Believe it or not, America was actually quite hardline against Israel, particularly in the early 60s when Israel uh, developed nuclear weaponry. In secret, which is actually against international law as well. And we continually hammer Iran for not developing nuclear weaponry, um, but Israel already did it. But by the 70s and the whole paradigm of the US view in the Middle East, which was that the Saudis and Israel were central to their part in the region and that Russia was more engaged in the northern countries like Syria and Iran. And that set off an unwavering support which has um, supported Israel through many, many uh, criminal acts and human rights violations ever since, as well as about $4 billion a year in funding, which goes pretty much straight on weaponry. Now, even Democrats, there's been no left or right here. The Democrats have been just about as slavish in their support for Israel. And Joe Biden himself called himself the Catholics' best friend to Israel. And it's, it's, it's allowed, Israel has been censured more times than any country by miles since the 70s by the United Nations, overwhelmingly by the members of the United Nations. America has a veto at the United Nations, so over 60 times they've used that veto to protect Israel from censure by the United Nations, as well as um, one or two other countries like you know, Micronesia or somewhere. Um, in the modern era, that paradigm has been shot to pieces by the emergence of a progressive wing of the Democrat Party. Now we have people like Bernie Sanders and AOC daily denouncing Israel's behaviour when people like Hillary Clinton would have celebrated it and would have not done a single solitary thing to help the Palestinians and never did. You only have to look at people like Tony Blair being Labour leader. He was slavishly for Israel and never did a single thing to help the Palestinians. So the West has been very asleep at the wheel and very punitive in their support for aiding and abetting some of the most aberrant behaviour by a state in the modern era. But now we have the progressives in the Democratic Party. Now Joe Biden has so far existed on a raft of amazingly progressive policies and platforms that would pleads the progressives of his party but on the era of human rights he is in a lot of trouble because of his unwavering support for israel which is already driving a wedge between him and the likes of sanders and aoc on the progressive wing but the is the situation changing uh, the u.s mission has blocked a consensus council statement and took advantage of special rules enforced during the covid pandemic to put off an open meeting on the subject. Other council members wanted the session on Friday. This is last week. Uh, Americans proposed Tuesday. Overall, the UN has come out of the week looking sluggish and hamstrung whilst people have got dying in Gaza and Israel. At the same time, Biden's administration has lost a substantial amount of the goodwill its promises to put multiculturalism and human rights at the centre of its foreign po policy were received by rivals and allies alike 
as having substantial loopholes when it came to the issue of Israel. The US alone blocked a council statement on the worsening situation in the region uh, as pressure builds as pressure built on the US as the week progressed, Turkey and some Arab members began pushing for a UN General Assembly meeting where the US would not have a veto and would only muster a couple of votes amongst the 193 member states. Sadly, I think Australia would be one of them. Steadfast support for Israel has been a consistent US policy at the United Nations through both Democratic and Republican administrations. The Obama's administration decision to abstain in a vote condemning Israeli settlement building in its last weeks in office is now seen as an anomaly and not a direction Biden seems likely to follow. <coughs> However, the blunt tactics used last week have cost the US leverage at a time it's been claiming multilateralism is back and has been at the forefront of efforts to shame China and Russia into joining council statements about human rights abuses Every time uh, the Israel-America situation comes up, people like China say you're criticising us and Russia as well. But apparently behind the scenes, things are different. And just today, Biden's language changed. So there's a lot going on in America that wasn't there a few years ago. Uh, In his thoughts defence of Israel, Biden is sticking to a course set decades ago, but American Jews have grown increasingly sceptical of Netanyahu and his policies. A Pew Research survey published last week found only 40% of American Jews thought the Prime Minister was providing good leadership, falling to 32% amongst younger Jews in America. Um, The Jews that go to college age now, they're not supportive of the state of Israel's policies and they don't want to wear it. They don't want to be blamed for these right-wing policies. Jews in, in America are incredibly liberal people on just about every issue. In fact, they're often out there supporting um, the um, human rights issues of the day from gay marriage to whatever. They're the ones, they're out there in force um, promoting these values and finding it more and more difficult to equate that value system with support for someone supported by Donald Trump for a start. Strikingly, only 34% of American Jews opposed, strongly opposed sanctions against Israel. A prominent progressive Jewish writer, Peter Beinart, wrote a commentary in the New York Times last week arguing for the right of Palestinian refugees to return as the only long-term solution to the cycle of violence. The East Jerusalem evictions are so combustible because they continue a pattern of expulsion that's as old as Israel itself. Facing increased opposition from American Jews, the former Israeli ambassador to the US, Ron Derma, argued publicly last week that the Israeli government should spend more of its energy reaching out to passionate American evangelical Christians than Jews who were disproportionately amongst our critics. Think about that. A former Israeli ambassador saying that they should spend more time reaching out to American evangelical Christians than Jews. Now, the right-wing support of Israel is a hugely interesting conundrum. We have President Trump supporting the white supremacists marching on the streets of Charleston, waving actual swastika flags, chanting actual anti-Jewish slogans. Yet many of these races are incredibly for the state of Israel. They love Israel 
but hate Jews. This is one of the most schizophrenic positions that is imaginable. They really like hard right wing Israel and its treatment of the Muslim and Palestinian population. Also the Palestinian Christian population. But at the same time, they really don't like Jewish people. It's a very weird thing. The biggest supporters, uh, why does the premise actually support the state of Israel? The biggest supporters of the state of Israel globally now are not Jews in America, they are evangelical Christians in America. And 90% of those vote for, voted for Donald Trump. It's a very strange world. Now, why do evangelical Christians, I can understand why racists really support the state of Israel, but why do evangelical Christians support the state of Israel overwhelmingly? If you don't know, it's terrifying. An overwhelming majority of evangelical Christians in America believe that the end of days is coming in this generation or the next. They genuinely believe that the second coming of Christ is coming and the rapture will happen and that everybody that is a Christian will be raised up into heaven and everyone else will be killed. They actually believe that Jews that don't become Christians should be killed by God. With friends like that, who, who needs enemies? So they genuinely think that it's a biblical prophecy that the end of the world will come from the Middle East. Uh, and uh, it will result in, and, and part of that biblical prophecy is that the Jews have to ha have to own all the area to the sea or something like that. Um, but Biden can't afford to do this. Um, it was progressives that supported him, and the support of prominent figures such as Bernie Sanders helped Biden win the presidency where Clinton failed. Congressional progressives such as Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, have been more and more outspoken in their criticism of Biden's line of emphasizing Israel's right of defense. If the Biden administration can't stand up to an ally, who can it stand up to? How can they credibly claim to stand for human rights? Ocasio-Cortez tweeted on Saturday. Her Twitter feed's been excellent on this. Daniel Levy, the head of the US Middle East Project think tank, agreed that the political ground is shifting under Biden's feet. It's premature to suggest the special treatment Israel receives in American politics and policy and that has previously traversed Republican and Democratic administrations is over, yet the dynamics are pushing in that direction and the signs of change are already visible. Never have so many prominent Americans spoke out about Israeli human rights abuses or expressed sovereignty with Palestine. One may ask, though, uh, what's left? They've, there's virtually nothing left. Well, there's seven, seven million people, I guess. 